Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Today, we're talking Thanksgiving dessert. But not just any dessert, the star of desserts. That's right, pie. Now you got your cherry from Uncle Jerry, your apple lattice from Auntie Gladys, and maybe a galette from Cousin Yvette. But, dear listeners, there is one woman in particular whose pies and flavor pairings have made her quite the tastemaker in her field. Literally. I'm talking salted caramel peach pie, blue cheese praline pear pie, just to name a few. Her name is Maya Camille Broussard, and she partially attributes her unique palate to an acute sense of both taste and smell, a byproduct of her being hard of hearing. You may know her from a little Netflix show called Bake Squad, or from her bakery, Justice of the Pies, based in Chicago. Well, Maya Camille joins me today with an exciting new recipe that offers a subtle twist on a classic, sweet potato and plantain pie. This is Cooking Up a Storm. Well, hello, Maya. Good to see you finally in person. We saved the best for last because dessert is the best part. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's like sometimes I do have that first, though. Well, because <laughs> when we're adults, we can eat whatever we want whenever we want. Exactly. So, is, so you're making Thanksgiving sweet potato pie, as you know, everybody always has either pumpkin or sweet potato pie, but you mm-hmm. have added something a little extra. You went with plantain. 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 Well, if you're from West Africa, you uh-huh. say plantain, but if yes. you're from the West Indies or the Caribbean, mm-hmm. you say plantain. Well, my father's family is from Senegal, so ah. I, I, I come by it naturally. All righty then, let's get started. Here are the main ingredients for today's recipe. One pound of sweet potatoes, two to three very ripe plantains, evaporated milk, butter, eggs, and enough vegetable oil to do some frying. For the full recipe, check the show notes or go to today.com slash food. How do we prep the sweet potato? So first thing first is preheat your oven to 400 degrees. Now, why, why do they always say preheat the oven? Well, you want to make sure you have a consistent temperature. If you pop something in the oven while it's still heating up, then uh. the baking or the cooking has started before the temperature is right where you need it to be. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, put that puppy on a baking sheet and slide it into the oven. Oh, and don't forget to wrap it in foil. How long are we going to bake this for? So it depends on the size of your sweet potato. We want to bake about one pound of sweet potato. So it could take about an hour and a half to two hours. Yes. But depending on if your sweet potato is small or large, there's one key element that helps us to determine if it's done. You take your knife. Mm You stick it in the middle of your sweet potato, mm-hmm. and then if you're able to pull it out with little resistance, then it's done. Ready to go. It's ready to go. 
The pie's gonna bake at a lower temperature than the raw sweet potatoes, so now's a good time to turn your oven from 400 to 350 degrees. So tell me about this pie, the sweet potato plantain. How did you come up with this? So let's talk about sweet potato first. Okay. Because, you know, historically we have to talk about the origins of that. Mm-hmm. Sweet potato is pretty much indigenous to the Americas. But when enslaved Africans were brought over here, they were used to yams in Africa. And so sweet potatoes is sort of closely related to the yam. It's the next best thing that we have. And most sweet potato dishes are savory, whether it's sweet potato french fries mm-hmm. or most just sweet potatoes. And in the 18th century, the sweet potato itself was prepared in a custard style the way that they did in England, and it was savory. Similar to how you have a carrot souffle in mm-hmm. New Orleans, a sweet potato was made in a casserole dish oh. in the South, of course, mm-hmm. you know, where a lot of the culinary ingenuity resides. So sweet potato is a child of the South, and it is a child of the Black community. But I had dinner one night in Barbados, and the chef made mashed sweet potatoes, but it had plantains in it, Uh or plantains, as you like to say. You know, immediately I thought, okay, how can I make this work in a pie? And from a technique standpoint, it is a lot of steps. Mm-hmm. You have to roast your sweet potato. You have to fry your plantains. It's not simply throwing ingredients together in a bowl. And I didn't know if it was going to work because plantains are starchier than sweet potatoes. It's not an easy pie. It's a complicated pie that's time-consuming. It's not hard to do. It just takes time and requires mm-hmm. patience. But it's like I life. wanted like life. <laughs> um, but I wanted, you know, whenever I'm thinking about flavors. I'm not always thinking about how do I make a big bang, but how can I have something that's really nuanced? I want people to taste things and go, what's that? Okay, something different. What's, what, what, what am I tasting? Mm. I love that. Like, it's a mystery. Look, I'm not going to share all of my secrets about me and my history. So why would I do that with my food? Why don't I let you do the work in figuring out what's in it? Mm-hmm. Have some fun. Alrighty then, our sweet potato has been cooling for a bit, but it's still warm to the touch. It's easier to mash when it's warm, so we don't want it to be cold. Right. And then we're going to take our knife, and we're going to cut down the center of our sweet potato. You're squeezing Ooh, it. Squeezing it. Opens it opens up. Mmm, look at that. Wow. So this is the flesh. Mm-hmm. Nice, beautiful orange color. The reason why I bake sweet potatoes instead of boiling them is because this gives us a nice caramelization, Uh which makes for an an even sweeter pie. So now I'm scooping out the flesh. So we want one cup of sweet potatoes. Mm -hmm. Now I'm using a large spoon to Mm -hmm. spoon out the flesh. I can either use this spoon, a fork, or a potato masher to mash up the sweet potatoes. Mm -hmm. So let's mash that up. Now, let me tell you something. Okay. The very important thing when you make a sweet potato pie is you gotta get the little fibrous strings off. You know why this is so important? Why? Because I don't need somebody's southern grandma complaining to me about strings in a sweet potato pie. (laughs) So we mash it up really well. All right. So now that's one half of our pie. Cover your bowl of mashed sweet potatoes with plastic wrap and then refrigerate for an hour. Now, time to prep the plantain. 
So we have um, plantain. And may, many people think, oh, it's a banana. It's a cousin of the banana. Ah. But when you eat this green, it's extremely starchy. So we want it to look black with yellow spots. Mm -hmm. We want it to be very ripe. One way you can speed up the ripening process is to throw a couple of these in a plastic bag that you would get from the grocery store mm -hmm. and tie it up. Oh, okay. And that helps to speed it up. Now we're going to take our plantain and we're going to use a chef's knife or you could use whatever you have in your home. We're going to trim off the edges. When I'm trimming it off, I'm trimming it off in a crosswise position. So that means slightly at an angle. Okay. And then I'm going to slice down the center of the plantain. Carefully. Carefully. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, I'm going to peel away half of it. That's funny. It really does look like a banana. It does. Like I said, it's a cousin of it, but this is not something that you could eat raw. Mm -hmm. So we're going to slice this crosswise. Uh -huh. And I leave the skin on the bottom so it doesn't stick to the bottom of my cutting board mm -hmm. because it is starchy. Oh, that's a chef tip. Mm-hmm. Got a heavy bottom pot filled with vegetable oil. Something kind of neutral. Yes. Uh -huh. So we put this on medium-high heat, which mm -hmm. is about 380 degrees. Right. So now we're going to drop this in the pot of oil. So let's drop that in. Okay. Nice sizzle. Yes. You can also test your oil by putting a sprinkle of flour in there. Uh -huh. And if it starts to kind of bubble up the way it is now, that's how you know your oil is hot. And I notice it's it's floating up to the top mm -hmm. once it starts getting fried. And that's because I have enough oil in there. So people ask, well, how much oil should I put in there? It should definitely be more than two inches because you do want your slices to float. So when we're making this pie, I tend to use um, maybe two or three plantains. Sometimes I do four because I like to snack on some. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to let this fry right. for three to four minutes until it's nice golden brown. When we come back, Maya Camille Broussard on what unites us all. Hint, it's pie. Stay with us. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is it about pie that seems to be that common denominator? Everybody loves pie. I, I myself don't trust anybody who doesn't like pie. It's nostalgic. It's something that's not trendy. It's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. We, we like pie. Mm -hmm. Pie and anything encased in the crust 
is a food of the people. When you go to Colombia, it's arepa. When you go to Jamaica, it's meat patty with the cocoa bread. You know, when you go to Spain, it's empanada. It's something you could walk around with. It's something that laborers ate because they would have to eat quickly and get back mm -hmm. to work. So eyes are very approachable because it's not highfalutin, but everybody can enjoy it. And there's something about coming to a Thanksgiving feast and bringing a pie that everybody appreciates. Growing up, what kind of pies did you like? Oh, sweet potatoes, for sure. Sweet for potato. sure, yeah. I'm from Chicago, and so a lot of families, black families from Chicago, are products of the Great Migration from mm. the South. So our food is very Southern, dare I say, soulful. <laughs> but it's definitely foods that we grew up on. Our plantains have been frying for a few minutes, and they're looking good enough to eat. But resist, or at least until they cool down. So I'm using a mesh strainer, mm -hmm. right, to take my plantain out of the oil, but you can also use a slotted spoon. Mm -hmm. As long as we have something with holes in it that allows us to Drain shake off, off the oil. excess oil. And then I'm going to put the plantains onto a plate that is lined with paper towel. So we're going to take our plantains that we just pulled from the oil. We're going to place that into our bowl with these sweet potatoes that's already pureed. Mm. A little toasty. It's hot. <laughs> I kind of want to save this one. For I like snacking? to snack on it. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I, there you go. That's your that's your reward. Okay, so you can use a potato masher mm -hmm. like we used before, but to get it really really smooth, we need an immersion blender. Oh. What's happening is. The sweet potato that's chilled is cooling our plantains as we blend it. So when we started mashing right. the uh, sweet potatoes, it's a bright orange color. Mm -hmm. But now that we've added the plantains, we see that the color is now yellow orange. Yeah. Yeah. So now that that's mashed, we can move on to our filling. In a stand mixer with a paddle attachment, we're going to cream the softened butter and light brown sugar till it's light and fluffy. So we're going to cream the butter and the mm -hmm. sugar together. So let's turn that on. So we're gonna whip this for three minutes until okay. it's a nice, creamy, fluffy mixture. Ha 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 you can be a supervillain. A supervillain who bakes. I like that. So now we need a binder. Okay. What's going to bind our pie custard together? Two whole large eggs. Okay. So let's go ahead and beat that. And you want to blend that until it is well combined. Ooh, that's beautiful. All right, so All right. now we have to add some flavor. Okay, flavor. So that's a half a teaspoon of cinnamon, a half teaspoon of nutmeg. The reason why I use kosher salt is because the crystal is bigger, uh -huh. and so it's going to incorporate more easily with your filling. Also, table salt has a metallic taste it's to iodized. it. Because it's iodized. Yes. Mm -hmm. And now we have vanilla. Let's mm -hmm. mix that together. Yeah, there you go. Straight down the sides and the bottom of the bowl. I love this color. Perfect. So now we have our evaporated milk. Oh, evaporated milk. Pour that in while it's missing. Perfect. So now we are going to turn this off. Okay. 
Add these beautiful orange, yellow, sweet potato, and plantain puree. Every last bit. Can't waste it. Let's go ahead and rip it back up. Do you see how it's like little white specks? Uh-huh. That's good. That lets us know that our filling has cooled down enough and the milk is still curdled. If you're filling your parade vegetables are too hot, it's going to melt that. You're not wow. going to get a nice caramelization on top of your pie. So this is what gives the crackly mm-hmm. top? Mm-hmm. Ah. Only sweet potato has that. Pumpkin doesn't have that, which is why I'm team sweet potato. Team yeah. sweet potato. <laughs> well, I don't eat pumpkin pie. I Me don't know. I'm about to say something that's really not popular. Okay, go ahead. Say it. Say something that's not popular. I am so not on the pumpkin spice. Tray. Oh, yes! Yes! I hate pumpkin spice. It's the worst thing that has ever been invented. You talked about your dad and and how he influenced you. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. My dad was obsessed with pies. This man would wake up on Saturday morning and put on an apron. The apron said, skinny people make bad cuts. <laughs> and he would actually wear a toque. Wow. A toque. A little chef's hat. <laughs> yes, in the kitchen. I'm looking at him like, dude, you are not a professional chef. Like, why are you wearing a toque? <laughs> but he took it so seriously. And he was obsessed with pies and quiches and anything made in the crust, tarts. I mean, the man was obsessed with food. Not to lie about it. But he really had a special place in his heart for pie, you know, because crust is really kind of difficult to make or to master. Mm -hmm. And so he saw himself making a quiche as being very cultured, like, oh, I'm fancy. So he would wake up, make a quiche or a pie, and then call somebody and brag about it. (laughs) (laughs) And even influenced the name of your company, Mm -hmm. Justice of the Pies. Mm -hmm. Where, Where did that come from? I was trying to think of something that could be a nice play on the fact that he was a criminal defense attorney. My dad nicknamed himself the Pie Master. So my aunt wanted me to call the company the Pie Master's Daughter. And I was like, nah, (laughs) you know, let's be a little bit more creative. What about justice of the pies? And my cousin was like, you know, I like that. That's Mm -hmm. different. As with I do with most things in my life, I knew I wanted to be purposeful. I just couldn't be a business that made money, but it had to be a business that made a difference. And uh, because my dad made a difference in terms of being a criminal defense attorney and representing people that looked like him, that grew up on the west side of Chicago like he did, that grew up in the projects like he did. After all the ingredients are mixed together, time to pour the filling into the pie crust. And we have a pie plate that is lined with an all-butter pie crust. To me... The toughest part about the pie is the crust. Is it okay to like buy a pre-made crust and you know bake that up and then put your own filling in? Look, if you won't tell, I won't tell. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's okay. I mean, it's completely understandable. And sometimes you need a shortcut because you want to focus all of your energy on the filling. Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you do that, then I think it's okay. Obviously, <laughs> you've given it your seal of approval. Now, do we? Bake this first, or do we put oh, the no. filling in? We put the filling, filling in, first. in first. There is no okay. need to pre-bake it. That's okay. a great question. Now I'm just going to take my silicone spatula and just simply pour it right into the pie shell. People say you should bake a pie in a glass pie plate because it's supposed to be more even. I use aluminum pie plates, but I also love the idea of a nice cast iron. Cast iron. Beautiful. Yes. So now we're going to mm-hmm. take this, put it in our oven. Okay. 
Ta-da! And how long, how long will it be in there? 45 minutes, you know. It depends on the attitude of your oven. Attitude of your oven? Yes. You talk about the fact that because you know you have a difficulty with one sense, your hearing, that it has heightened your sense of taste and your sense of smell. Mm-hmm. How has that influenced you as a baker? So I think that I'm able to, um, I don't want to say I have a perfect palate because I definitely don't have a perfect pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even sing a lick, but I can smell and taste and pick up on things that other people may not be able to, or at least do it sooner. So I was that person that I would say, what's that smell? It smells like smoke. And everyone around me would say, I don't smell anything. And then five minutes later, they would say, what's that smell? I'm like, I tried to tell you guys five minutes ago. I'm that way with taste. I'm like, what is that? You know, I taste this, I taste that. But did you know that women make better tasters, like even as sommeliers, and men make better noses when it comes to um, perfumes? So I think that also being a woman helps (laughs) (laughs) in terms of taste. Mm -hmm. on, On multiple levels. When we return, the pie comes out of the oven. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. You'll know your pie's ready when the top of the filling browns slightly and gets this beautiful caramelized sheen. Our pie took about 75 minutes to get there, but who knows? Your oven might have a bit more attitude. Look at how beautiful that is. That is gorgeous. The the caramelization, that. that crust is perfectly golden brown. Let your pie cool for about one hour before serving. Now, fair warning, it's going to be about the longest hour you've ever seen. You did the perfect thing. You're cutting the pie slice with the tip of your knife. That gives us a cleaner slice. Ah, ah look well, at you. For many years of, of trial and error, mm-hmm. I've kind of discovered this. Yes. The first slice is always the yes. hardest. So i got to take my time. And the first cut is the deepest. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a song that I'm dating myself. Wow, look at that. Gotta give me a slice, too. Bon appetit! When you look 
back at uh, Thanksgiving. What tradition stands out to you? For me, it was always eating gumbo. That was my family's tradition. I went over to my cousin Robin's house, and I'm trying to learn, you know, how to make it just like, it's the root, you know, trying to get the root right mm-hmm. and really um it's almost like a griot you know it's nothing that we write down but it's passed on from family member to family member so i'm just trying to learn from my my aunt and my cousin how to make it in the way that my great aunts did and my great great aunts did because it's it's a family recipe and it's a it's a taste but i've never seen it written down i've only watched my cousins make it or my aunt make it i've never seen it written down ever mm. we're going to have to do that well, it's cooking by intuition. It's, you know, adding seasonings until the ancestors whisper in your ear to tell you to stop, you know, and I, I support that too. I didn't eat turkey. I don't recall eating turkey. It's, I'm going to get a g- bowl of gumbo, and I hope I get more than one crab lace. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I got to agree with you. I, I'm not a big fan of the turkey. I, I, to me, the mm-hmm. turkey is basically a vessel to put stuffing in. <laughs> right. Now, so... <laughs> And I don't mean this disrespectfully, mm-hmm. but when you get invited to, say, a, a, a celebration like Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. is it because people love you and want you there or <laughs> is it because they want your pie? If they want my pie, then they have to buy it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, usually um, I'm going to tell you something that um, is kind of sad. Typically on Thanksgiving Day in the past six years, I, I'm in bed. I'm exhausted. Wow. I've stayed up for 48 hours the night before. My mom would make me a plate and tell me to come downstairs and get it. I get it. I eat. And then I eat myself to sleep. I put myself in a food because coma. Because you've been baking. Because I've been right baking. The, I, well, I guess I would think Thanksgiving must be like your Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I love about Thanksgiving, though? Be, even if I'm not able to eat everything I want on the day of, oh, I have leftovers for a whole week. Oh, the best part. Like, take leftover turkey and then make a turkey salad, almost like a chicken salad with uh-huh. some dry cranberries in it. Mm. And dressing. Make a sandwich. Layer it with some dressing, some turkey salad, mm-hmm. and then have a slice of pie after. Have you ever done this? This is some leftover stuffing slash mm-hmm. dressing. Mm-hmm. You take it. Mm-hmm. You take a waffle iron, you put the stuffing mm-hmm. in the waffle iron, close it in. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. See, look at you. I'm going to have to go home and try that. <laughs> just, just saying. Maya Camille, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Well, I'm thankful for a lot of things, but I think that I am most thankful for abundance. I have an abundance of people who support me. I have an abundance of love from those who truly know me and who... Um, who are rooting for me. I mean, I have a queen-size bed that I sleep in. I have gas in my car. I have full fridge all the time. I'm never lacking in food. I, I love coats. Like, you know, living in a wintry city, uh, I collect coats. But I have a coat. You know, I really am grateful for just being able to be comfortable in life because I know it's not lost on me that everyone doesn't live the way that I live. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Mm. That's the smoothest, like, sweet potato mm. pie. Is it the plantain that that helps it with that consistency? No. Remember I said, blend those sweet potatoes so Mima will complain you, about you greens in you your pie? You did say that. Oh, mm. this is so good. Do you, do you normally eat pie 
Sweet potato pie, warm or cold? Warm. Yeah. I mm. do. With some vanilla bean Van ice cream. Ice cream. Oh. Vanilla ice cream. Mm. It's the greatest. It's the. It, it, it was created for that. See, that's perfection. Do you taste a slight layer in the flavor profile of the plantain? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't. Sometimes when you create something new, it doesn't have to be extremely different. No. It's just a small nuance that changes how you eat a pie, mm. and it makes me smile. Me too. Maya Camille Broussard, thank you so much no, for being No, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> and especially for the sweet potato plantain uh, pie. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today for the ultimate sweetest edition of Cooking Up a Storm. I'm Al Roker. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bon appetit. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard, please give Cooking Up a Storm a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to tell your friends and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. Cooking Up a Storm with Al Roker is produced by Ursula Summer, Sharif Youssef, Abe Selby, and Phoebe Curran, along with researcher Rachel Young and audio engineers Fernando Arruda and Bob Mallory. Our culinary team is led by Anthony Contrino and Carrie Parente, with Stevie Stewart and Dawn Miller. Original music by Tavon Pennicott. Bryson Barnes is our technical director. Mina Kathuria is our executive producer. Soraya Gage is our general manager. And Madeline Herringer, our head of editorial. And special thanks to Brianna Watson, Libby Least, Tom Mazzarelli, Debbie Kosofsky, Emma Lux, Lauren Gamzee, Ashley Codiani, Nathan Congleton, Olivia Ruchard, Reed Sherlin, Nick Offenberg, and Noah Oppenheim. Mm. Very happy right now. Mm. And, oh, and the, the top. The caramelization? Yes. That's the part that makes me dance. Mm. Oh, it's the pie dance. Mm -hmm. There you go. Well, I dance whenever I it's, eat. It's the pie dance. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.